0: Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the Zen Stoic way to deal with heartbreak. Now, many of us in 2020 went through a breakup. We went through family turmoil. Maybe we lost some friends and none of that is easy on anybody. So we're going to be going through what I did and what I learned while going through a divorce. Now, a lot of people got divorced in 2020 and in the beginning of the year, things in my relationship were going very well. So I didn't expect to be part of that statistic, but it ended up being exactly that. I won't go into the details of why my marriage fell apart, but what I will say is that when a relationship falls apart, it's never easy on anybody. And the reason being is because you begin to associate part of your identity with that person. You begin to think to yourself that you couldn't possibly be you without that person. And when we start to attach to identity when it comes to our partner, that's when we could get ourselves into trouble and we could create some undue or unnecessary suffering. Thankfully, I was able to pass through the heartbreak without losing my own center. And I'm very grateful to say that we are able to do this while managing everything with peace and respect, so not leaving anything with any ill will. But... Despite that, anytime you go through a breakup, it's really difficult because it starts to create distortions in viewing the other person. When you feel like somebody is leaving you, you start viewing them in the worst light possible and forgetting why you may have gotten together with them in the first place. And I'm not saying that you should, especially if you intend on ending a relationship, but when it distorts your reality, it starts to make you look back on yourself as well and it starts to allow you to beat yourself up which is not good. I remember that the divorce was not necessarily my idea because I didn't necessarily want it to happen. At this point now, I realize that it is for the best, but at the time when the discussion was being had, it's not what I wanted. My ex was not happy in our relationship. She had lost a sense of identity, lost a sense of self in the relationship and where we were, and she wanted out. Now, do I think that things could have gone differently and maybe been handled better? Sure. But at the same time, this is what was meant to be. This is how things were handled. And this is what she wanted. So again, one thing that really helped was, again, going back to that dichotomy of control, focusing on what I actually could control. I couldn't control how she felt or what she wanted or the decisions that she made. All I could control was how I conducted myself in This particular event. So what I chose to focus on was being as kind as I possibly could be despite not wanting to be and handling things in a way that left her better than I found her that put that left her in a good situation. I did my best to focus on these things because I realized that this decision is out of my hands. Now, although I did fight for it several times, I remember the last conversation was probably the one that had taught me the most about this relationship and about relationships in general and how to handle breakups in a very effective way. One thing that keeps people buried in their emotions when it comes to relationships is a lack of closure. But contrary to popular belief, closure is not actually something that anybody can give you. It is something that you have to give yourself. And I remember accidentally reaching the point of closure at the end of the breakup, something that normally would have taken me months or years as it has in the past with previous relationships, I was able to reach in a moment and I didn't realize what I did until a few weeks later after I did it. And I hadn't been going through that difficult of a time. So essentially what happened, just to give some context, I remember I was still wanting the relationship to work out. I didn't want to go through with divorce. And my ex had said to me, why should we stay together? The question almost prompted me to convince her or persuade her why we should stay together and give all these reasons. I realized in that moment that I was basically wanting somebody to love and want to be with me who didn't want to love or be with me, which is a really interesting thing. Something that I wanted her to do voluntarily, she didn't want to do. And I had to convince her of this. So I realized that this was a futile effort because even if I had succeeded in persuading her to stay together, that wouldn't have been very good because there wouldn't have been a mutual inclination to stay together. It had to be convinced or coerced into it. I realized like, I don't control this and I'm not going to try to move her path in a way that she doesn't want it to be moved. Instead, when she asked this question, I remember I, instead of trying to convince her of why we should stay together... I instead decided to own up to everything I did or didn't do in the relationship. And I basically unloaded and said, I did this, I didn't do this, I should have done this, I should have done less of that. And I went through every little detail of our relationship for the past two years. Little things that maybe even seem insignificant, but where I felt I had gone wrong or I had could have done better. Or there was the absence of what she needed. And I pointed to every single one. Now keep in mind, I did not do this from a state of groveling. I wasn't saying, oh, I was such an ass and I was a jerk and I was this. It was none of that. I spoke very candidly with her, not blaming her for anything, but also not deprecating myself in the process. Simply pointing to what she experienced, to what she felt, to what I experienced, to what I could have done better or things that I could have done differently. And I went on for about five minutes straight with this, going through every little thing. And at the end of it, I remember feeling this weight lifting off my shoulders. In that moment, I realized that I had given myself the closure. I gave it to myself in a way that I didn't know could even be done at the time. But the reason why I was able to get there is because instead of trying to create a story about why things aren't working out or trying to blame her for things not working out, instead, I took the ownership onto myself. This is something that from Zen Stoicism we can all learn, is this idea of taking ownership, of being ultimately responsible for your path in life. We must remember that all of our paths are for us. And other people's paths are for them. And we cannot control the path of another person. But we can control how we choose to walk our own path. And one of the ways into being able to have that sovereignty of choice, being able to have the autonomy on how you walk your path, is to take back responsibility. Not to blame things. Not to try to justify things as not your fault. But instead to take ownership of them. And do it from a place... Of responsibility. Do it from a place of realizing your part in all things that you do. It's really easy for us to blame, especially when we're feeling emotionally drained. It's really easy for us to blame, especially if we feel alone in a situation. But taking ownership and responsibility will give you the freedom to not have to go through undue suffering in a situation like a breakup or a divorce. And the final lesson from Zen that really tied this all together for me, that allowed me to have hope for my path and where it was going in terms of my relationships and my love life was the following quote. Teaching is merely a vehicle to describe the truth. Don't mistake it for the truth itself. A finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. The finger is needed to know where to look at the moon. But if you mistake the finger... For the moon itself, you will never know the real moon. The teaching is like a raft that carries you to the other shore. The raft is needed, but the raft is not the other shore. An intelligent person would not carry the raft around on his head after making a cross to the other shore. Use the raft to cross to the other shore, but don't hang on to it as your property. Do not become caught in the teaching. You must be able to let it go. Tik Nanhan. Now, why is this quote and this lesson from Zen specifically important in the context of heartbreak? Because in any relationship, whoever you're with is not the moon. And in this case, we'll use the moon as love or as the truth. The person you're with is merely pointing to love, to truth. But they are not love and truth as you are to them. You are a pointing mechanism. And if we obsess on the pointing mechanism and we think to ourselves that this person is love or this person is truth, that is how we attach it to our identity. And when we attach to identity, we create suffering because we somehow look at the things out of our control as validating or invalidating who we are. So keep in mind, the finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. The person pointing to love is not love. Love simply is, it exists. It is the truth. And this is incredibly liberating because you realize that if you are going through a heartbreak, this is what allows you to not attach the relationship to your identity. And if you are in a happy relationship, keep pointing at the moon with your partner. Keep pointing at love and creating love together. At the end of the day, we're all on our own path. Sometimes we walk together for a little while, and sometimes we part ways. Either way, it is always your path.